How's it going, everybody? Hope you guys had a fantastic Easter yesterday. Uh, this is going to be the first episode of my 49ers podcast. Basically, we're just going to be talking about everything 49ers. Um, I know there's nothing you know going on in the world in sports right now, so I decided to you know uh, make a podcast you know to kill the time. So, just a little bit of background information about myself. Uh, my name's Connor. Uh, I'm a 19-year-old college student. I live in the Bay Area. I've lived here since I was about three years old. I'm a huge sports fan, a Bay Area sports fan to be exact, huge Giants fan, uh, San Francisco 49ers fan, Warriors fan. Love all of those. Uh, my, but my primary focus is uh, football. I love football. Loved it ever since I was a little kid. That's how my dad and I really bonded, and our whole family's uh, huge 49ers fans. So, And since I've gotten older the past couple of years, um, I've gone more into football, so I'm really, really into it. And honestly, I, I would love to do, you know, podcasting as like a career, but as for right now as a hobby, uh, I just want to, you know, give it a shot since, you know, we're in this quarantine and, you know, I have nothing else to do besides schoolwork and I already have that all finished for the day today, but decided to give this a try. So basically today I ran a poll on my Twitter. If you guys want to go ahead and follow my Twitter, um, which I'm pretty sure this is that's how you know a lot of people are going to find the link to this podcast. But if you guys want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter, if you haven't already, my uh, Twitter handle is at Condog. That's C O N D A W G with an underscore. Once again, that is C O N D A W G underscore. So that's going to be my Twitter at, and that's where I'm going to be. You know, um, talking about the podcast. Going to go ahead and be putting polls for topics for that day. So I went ahead and did that yesterday, and there's about like an hour remaining left on the poll, but I'm going to go ahead and, you know, just do it anyway. So uh, I posted yesterday, I tweeted yesterday, a poll, a podcast topic for the first episode. It was either 40 dollars off-season moves, 2021, 2020 to 2021, whenever that se- whenever the next season starts, really, uh, the season predictions for the 49ers and the, or for the 49ers draft. So as of right now, there's only 15 votes, but the 49ers off-season moves and the 2020 to 2021 season prediction are tied with 40% of the votes each, With and then the 49ers draft at uh, 20%. So since those two are tied, we're going to go ahead and talk about those two today. Um, on Anchor, which is what I'm recording this on right now, uh, I can record up to 30 minutes, so I should have enough time. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the 49ers offseason moves basically so far ever since they've uh, ever since the Super Bowl and then up to right now, the moves that they made. Um, and then I'm basically going to go ahead and just transition from that into the 2020 to 2021 season predictions. And I will throw uh, I'll talk about the draft a little bit, but not too in depth. I'll only talk about the Niners draft picks, uh, what they have, and um, what I expect for the first uh, two picks, basically, because the Niners have two first-round picks, and then after that, they don't have another pick to the fifth round. But you never know. Things can switch up, and um, they can go ahead and trade out of the first round and get acquire more picks. But um, as of right now, they only have two first-round picks, and then after that, they don't pick again until the fifth round. So we'll go ahead and get into it. We'll go ahead with the 49ers offseason moves. So, so far, the 49ers uh, have only really lost two players, uh, that, uh, obviously being Emmanuel Sanders and DeForest Buckner. And uh, DeForest Buckner obviously being traded to the Indianapolis Colts for that 13th pick. So now the 49ers own two first-round draft picks, which is actually really, really big, considering that they, once again, don't have another draft pick until the fifth round. So as of right now, the only two options I see happening with that uh, with that pick is them trading out of 31, their original draft pick, and acquiring more picks, you know, in the second, third, maybe fourth round. Um, but as of right now, I see them staying there right now with the 13th and the 31st overall pick. 
Um, as far they have re- renegotiated three players' contracts, they've re- uh, renegotiated or restructured, I should say. They've restructured uh, center Western Richburg's contract, linebacker Quan Alexander, and then as of late, uh, running back Jarek McKinnon, who's still yet to play a game uh, for us. Uh, he tore his ACL before the 2018 season opener. He's only played in, I think, a couple preseason games, but he's yet to step on the field for us. So I think that was kind of expected to, you know, to restructure his contract at least um, because uh, otherwise he would have been cut. He would have been cut so we can, you know, save more money for cap space and all that. But um, they decided to give him another shot. Our running back room is pretty, pretty stacked as of right now. I'm not sure if Matt Breida signed his one-year tender. I know Kendrick Bourne has. But I'm not sure if Matt Breida has. So as of right now, I will include Matt Breida in the running back room. We'll have uh, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman for one more year, Raheem Mostert, and then uh, Jarek McKinnon. So that's a pretty, pretty, pretty good uh, running back room. Running back room. It's really nice. I don't know why I keep repeating myself, but it's a really nice running back room to have. And also you add Kyle Juszczyk. So that's a pretty good back uh, group that you have there. Um, what else have they done? They've uh, obviously re-signed uh, Eric Armstead to a five-year contract extension. Obviously, with that money, they had to go ahead and get rid of DeForest Buckner. Uh, decided to trade him. They got a first-round pick out of him, and they saved cap space. Uh, brought back Jimmy Ward, kind of, I would say, kind of on a team-friendly deal because he did get offered more money from the Oakland Raiders, and he chose to stay in San Francisco. And Jimmy Ward, uh, this was his first year playing his natural position. Um, in years prior when he wasn't injured, he was moved around a lot. He was in the, he was a corner. He was a safety. He was a, uh, a nickel, but you know, in his primary position as a safety, he flourished, uh, in my opinion, he still needs to force a little bit, uh, you know, a couple more turnovers, but obviously who doesn't want to see that. So, um, he's, but he played really, really well this year. He played very well. And I think he was a pro bowl alternate. So that shows what he can do. And his first full year really healthy. So he stepped up pretty big. He came back on a team-friendly deal. Uh, who else did they re-sign? Uh, once again, they brought back uh, Kendrick Bourne and Matt Breida on a one-year, or they think second-round tenders uh, for one year. Kendrick Bourne signed at least. Um, who else did they bring back? Let's see. Oh, they uh, as of today, they brought back Dante Johnson. Not really a fan of him. He's been brought on and off the team a lot. Uh, very inconsistent at cornerback. And they re-signed Jason Verrett, who was on a one-year deal, la- one-year deal last year. But I don't know. I don't, he only played, I think, one game. Or, like, not even a game. He played, like, probably, like, two plays. And he got burnt for a touchdown. I, don't, I forget what game it was, but he got burnt. Um, but they brought him back. Obviously, uh, cornerback death is huge, especially since uh, Kwan Williams, Richard Sherman, I think, and Anna Kella Witherspoon are all in the last year of their deals. So, and Richard Sherman's been playing really well uh, for us. Obviously, zone corner. That's a big. That's a big. That was a big debate around the Super Bowl. But you know, we're not going to go ahead and talk about that. Um, but he has been playing pretty well um, in our system. He hasn't really been thrown too much. So. I don't know if he's going to be asking for a lot of money if he wants to stay next year because obviously uh, the biggest issue with the 49ers right now, I wouldn't really consider it an issue, but the thing that we have to you know look forward to, uh, we have a lot of people that we need to save money to extend. We have to, we're going to be extending Kittle this year. We're going to have to save money for Bosa. We're going to have to save money for um, who else? We're going to have to save money for a lot of people. Uh, extend Debo when his contract's up. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, I know Nick and Debo are on the rookie deals, but still, I think those are only like three, four year contracts and then 49ers like to plan ahead. So we just got to watch out for that. 
Um, and honestly, I think that's about it as of right now. I think, I think that's really all the moves that they really made. They haven't really made too many big splashes in free agency. And honestly, I didn't expect to with the current uh, salary cap situation that they have. They're not really in the position to go, you know, go out and get a flashy free agent without losing one. So in this case, they traded a, one of their uh, star players for a draft pick. So hopefully that draft pick will turn into something nice. And I'll get into what I hope the hope they'll draft in a second. But basically, that's all right now for offseason moves. So we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, the 2020, the 2021 season predictions. So let me go ahead and pull up their schedule this year. The 49ers actually have a pretty interesting schedule this year. We do play the NFC East, I'm pretty sure, this season. We go ahead and pull. Oh no, we played the AFC East this season. We played the AFC East this season, which is sad because I wanted a Tom Brady uh, Garoppolo Sunday night football game, but obviously it's not going to happen since he moved to Tampa. So we're going to go ahead and find the schedule right here. All right. So right now, home games are. They have a pretty tough stretch of away games. Well, so home games. Obviously, you have the divisional game. So you have the Rams, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and then you have the Eagles, the Redskins. Oh wait, do we play the oh we play the NFC East and the AFC East this year? Yeah, we play the NFC East and the AFC East. Uh, the Eagles, uh, Redskins, Bills, Dolphins, Packers, and Seahawks. And then away, we have of course the divisional games: Arizona, LA, uh, Seattle. And then you have Dallas, uh, New England in New England. Which looking at it now with their cur- current quarterback situation, uh, I think the Niners would win that game. Um, another game at New Orleans. That's that's slated to be a primetime game unless Fox uh, takes o- uh, takes over it like they did uh, this last year. And it'll be an interesting game to see Emmanuel Sanders again to see how he fits there. Uh, at New York, should be a win. Uh, at the Jets, so we play both New York teams in New York. And I think that's about it. But I'm predicting, let me see what kind of game. So let, let's go in order here. I know you can't see my screen, but it's, it's going with all the away games first or not really all the away games first. It's showing that they have like five straight away games, but it's obviously time to be announced. So they don't have any specific dates. So um, at Arizona, I think the Arizona games are going to be really close this year. They were last year. And then you add DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, and you get rid of David Johnson, Kenyon Drake's coming back on a, on that transition tag. So, I mean, it's going to be a really, really, really good matchup. They played us close last year. So honestly, it could be a split series. I can, at the worst, I predict a split, uh, split series. So I'll go ahead and say uh, they beat us in Arizona. So uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I think the Niners should beat them. They did grab Gerald McCoy. Who else did they grab? They lost Jason Wynn, but Jason Wynn wasn't really that big of a target for them last year. They obviously re-signed Amari Cooper. Um, but this is like off the top, off topic. But um, Dak Prescott like had like a party of like 30, 30 or like ten to thirty people. That's a pretty big margin. But like during quarantine, like what what are you doing, dude? Um, I think we beat them. To be honest, I feel like our defense is better than theirs. Once again, I feel like the story of this year is going to be our defense. Um, with the offensive side, especially when I talk about the draft and who we who I think we might draft. Um, You'll see why I feel like our offense might not fire on all cylinders right away. Uh, But I'll get into that later. Uh, New Orleans, obviously with Emmanuel Sanders, New Orleans becomes a really even a better team. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders goes from one title contender to another. So that's going to be another really, really good game, hopefully. Uh, The New York Giants and the New York Jets, I see both of those as wins. Um, Cardinals at Levi's. 
I think we pulled that out. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, I feel like we we could have beat them both times last year. Both of them kind of ended on some, um, you know, the one on Monday Night Football lost off a, we could have won off a kick, lost that game. And then Seattle with the, you know, the supposedly defensive pass interference on Fred Warner on that third and goal. And then the fourth and goal one in short. So the, both of those games could have gone either way. So once again, I see it going as a split this year but once again it could go either way Seattle can win both games or the Niners can win both games uh Philadelphia Eagles I honestly it might be a good game they did get uh they did pick up Darius Slay and they got rid of Nelson Aguilar uh the same problem with the Eagles is that um Carson Wentz doesn't have many targets not many offensive weapons not really many wide receivers so that'll be an interesting game for us for sure Redskins I see that as a dub even if they draft Chase Young that team's still very young and inexperienced uh, Buffalo Bills, that might be a really, uh, that might be a really really good game. Honestly, uh, a lot of people don't really, you know, they sleep on the Buffalo Bills, but they did pick up Stephon Diggs, and you know Josh Allen if he gets better, uh, depending on when this game is, you know if it's earlier in the season or later in the season, um, this could be a really tough matchup because the, honestly with Brady gone the AFC East is obviously wide open. So, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, I think, are the favorite to take that division. But, I mean, that should be a really good game. Miami Dolphins, it should be a win. Green Bay Packers, I don't see them coming in to Levi's and winning. They've, they they were 0-2 in Levi's last year. That Sunday night football, they got blown out. NFC Championship, they got blown out. So, And then, once again, uh, the last game at Seattle, I see that as a split. So, it could go either way, honestly. The Seattle games are kind of like a coin flip 50-50, in my opinion. So that's why I think for the oh let me go talk about uh, division leaders. So I have the 49ers repeating as NFC West champions this year. At worst, I see them as a wild card. I don't see them missing uh, the playoffs this year. Honestly, even though the NFC West is super stacked, um, that's if the Rams pull it together. That's yeah, you know, if the, the Rams pull it together after their Super Bowl hangover, which I think that was last year. I honestly forget sometimes. All time, I've lost all sense of time, but. Um, it just depends on if the Rams can pull it back together. The Seattle's always going to be a threat with Russell Wilson. And then the Cardinals are a young up and coming team, especially when you add one of the best receivers in a game and you get rid of one of the worst contracts in the NFL and David Johnson. Basically you, they fleeced the, the Texans in that deal. The Texans got fleeced. So, I mean, you add one of the best receivers in the game, you get rid of a running back that you weren't really even going to use anyway, because you had Kenyon Drake coming back on that transition tag. So, I mean, the Cardinals had a pretty good offseason so far, and they have a pretty young core. They still have Larry Fitzgerald. They have Christian Kirk. They have Andy Isabella. I think that's Andy. I think they have Andy Isabella. I don't know if he's on there. I don't know if he's there. I think he's there. Yeah, it's either that or the Eagles. So, I mean, I, I get them confused all the time. But they have a pretty pretty promising young core, and Kenyon Drake was nasty. I think his first game was that Halloween game against um, against us. And I think that was that was Emmanuel Sanders' second game too. So I mean, he was really, really good. I feel like he fits in there. They're really, really fast, especially with Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray. I watched them in person when they came uh, to Levi's uh, this last season. And dude is small, but he can fly. It's it's insane. It's honestly insane. So um, I've been telling people the Cardinals uh, towards the end of the season they're giving teams a lot of trouble. Last year, obviously being eliminated from playoff contention, you really have nothing else to lose. So, I mean, you play all out. So if they can play like that and they add DeAndre Hopkins, they can be honestly a pretty, pretty, pretty threatening uh, team. If they can, you know, piece it all together with Cliff Kingsbury at the, you know, at the head. 
but and then for let's let's go uh nfc east you know obviously that division is obviously a is a toss-up but honestly i see the cowboys uh winning that division that division is just really really weak and i feel like the uh the dallas cowboys are the most complete team in that division maybe the eagles i feel like it's just between those two teams at this point but before the giants and the redskins you know figure everything out um the nfc south is probably gonna be the uh, most interesting division, obviously the uh, the Panthers add Teddy Bridgewater, and then the uh, Buccaneers add Tom Brady. And honestly, I can see I, I don't see the Panthers really contending, and I don't see the Falcons really contending for that you know division spot. So I say it goes down to the New Orleans Saints and the Bucks to be honest, because the Bucks already had a solid defense as it is. You add Tom Brady with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OJ Howard. You know, that that offense is really, really good. And their defense was actually pretty solid last year. So, I mean, you take away the 30 touchdown, 30 interception machine, and you add one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yes, he's turning it. He's turning 43 this year. But, I mean, come on. Like, and especially in that division, it's going to be really competitive. So, I see the Saints winning that division. Uh, maybe the Buccaneers sneak in as a wild card. But especially with the new 17 uh, or the new playoff um the new playoff format, which I think goes into effect this year, and the 17 game season goes into effect the 2021 season. Okay, so I talked about NFC West, AFC East, NFC East, NFC South, um, NFC North. To be honest, uh, I see the Packers. Packers repeating in that sense. Uh, the Vikings lose Stephon Diggs, one of their top wide receivers. They didn't really properly utilize him, and they extended Kirk Cousins' contract, which honestly, he's pretty good in the regular season, obviously not really good in primetime games. Um, he finally got his first playoff win, but obviously he came to Levi's and got the ball ran down their throat, which is, I don't know. But I don't see the uh, Vikings challenging the Packers, especially losing one of their best targets. So they still do have Adam Thielen and they still have Kyle Rudolph, but I mean, the Packers are just, uh, the Packers are slated for another repeat and as a division champions. Um, I think, I think I've talked about the majority of the divisions. I don't really want to go through all of them, but those are just like the teams I would watch out for, but let me go ahead. And now, so we talked about the off season moves, the 2021, 2020, the 2021 season predictions. And now we're going to talk about the draft real quick and then I'll go ahead and wrap things up. So as of right now, the 49ers, they own seven total picks in the 2020 NFL draft, uh, which is this month, I think in like two weeks or something like that. Um, as of right now, the Niners own the 13th overall pick, the 31st overall pick, and then they don't pick again till round five. They have two fifth rounders, a sixth rounder, and two seventh rounders. So obviously looking at it, you have to make sure you hit on those two first round draft picks because you're not going to get a really good talent unless they find another George Kittle in the fifth round, you know, that type of talent, not a tight end, obviously, but just in any position that they need. But um, they need to hit on those first two draft picks because this is kind of like 2017. Again, you have for two first round draft picks, you drafted Solomon Thomas third overall and Ruben Foster 31st overall. Solomon Thomas is still on the team. And I honestly think that this is, this is his opportunity because the team didn't pick up his fifth year option. So this is going to be his last season on the team, unless he balls out this year and they sign him to a team friendly deal next year. But honestly, he hasn't produced enough. I think he probably has like I think he has like five or like five or fewer sacks in his career so far. And he's going into his fourth season, like third or fourth season in the NFL. So not really, not really what we were looking for. Uh granted, he has been, you know, placed on D end for the, you know, first couple years of his 
career and that's not his natural position and honestly with DeForest Buckner gone that in that interior defensive line position is wide open to take but you do have other people in that defensive line room that can step up and take it if needed we did lose Sheldon Day obviously to the uh, in Indianapolis Colts so he joins uh, DeForest Buckner there but um, you have Ronald Blair coming back off of that torn ACL, you have DJ Jones who said he was ready to go like mid-February. So he's fully healthy. And then you're going to have Solomon Thomas. So he has to beat out at least those two guys to, um, you know, make a name for himself, really, um, to earn his roster spot on that team, on this team, really. So I bring up the defensive line position because there's some uh, speculation that the 49ers are going to take South Carolina DT uh, Javon Kinlaw out of, yeah, out of South Carolina. Um, with the 13th overall pick, I mean, I wouldn't, it, it makes sense. Um, am I a fan? Would I be a fan of that pick? No. Um, because I feel like you already have good depth at the defensive line position. And to be perfectly honest, you wouldn't trade to Forrest Buckner. Obviously they were going to trade him because, um, they couldn't really pay him, but I feel like with Emmanuel Sanders leaving, you kind of don't have a choice but to draft a wide receiver at that position. Granted, this is a very deep wide receiver draft, but you can get some of the best of the best at 13. Um, as of right now, the three wide receivers that you know have been linked to the 49ers are, of course, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and CeeDee Lamb. Um, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy being out of Alabama, CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. I would be fine with any three of those guys if it had to be... If it had to be you know, if I had to rank them, I would go Jerry, Judy, CD Lamb, and then Henry Ruggs. Uh, I have a feeling the Niners, if they were to draft a wide receiver, it would either be CD Lamb or Henry Ruggs, even if Jerry, Judy's available. One of them is not going to be available, to be perfectly honest, because the Raiders pick at uh, 12, and they're going to draft a wide receiver regardless. So depending on who's left, I have a feeling the Raiders are going to take Jerry, Judy. So if it came down to Henry Ruggs and CD Lamb, I'd be fine with either. But I have a feeling they take uh, Henry Ruggs because Kyle Shanahan loves um, guys that can get some yards after the catch. So and he has pretty elite speed as well. And then at thirty-one, um, I don't really know. I have them. I have them drafting. Let me see. I had a mock draft up right here. Sorry, I obviously came unprepared. Um. I've been picking a cornerback. I don't know why it's not pulling up. There we go. Let's see here. I have them taking. Oh, where is it? I had them taking a. Let's see the third. Okay, CD Lamb. Yeah, it says CD Lamb going thirteenth, which is fine. Uh, thirty-one. See, this one says we're taking Raekwon Davis. A DT, so I can honestly see them taking a DT at 31, but I honestly would go cornerback because basically half of our secondary, half of our cornerback room is, you know, on the last year of their deals. Akello, Richard, Kwan Williams, Jason Verrett, and then Dante Johnson, they're all on one year contracts uh, this season. So I honestly think drafting a quarterback would be good. But, you know, we'll go ahead and see. And honestly, I have no clue for like the uh, the two fifth rounds, the sixth round, the two seventh round picks. Honestly, that can go either way at that point. But honestly, you just have to hit on those two first-round picks, honestly. Because without, honestly, in my opinion, without George Kill in that 2017 draft class, people wouldn't, people would be talking about how awful of a job, not like awful, but how like poor of a job John Lynch did in that draft. You trade down, could have drafted Deshaun Watson, you could have drafted Patrick Mahomes even, and you draft Solomon Thomas, who as of right now is a bust. 
let's be perfectly honest. He's a he's a flat out bust. And then you draft Reuben Foster. You trade up. You draft. Uh, you trade back into the first round. Draft Reuben Foster, who had multiple legal issues, gets cut from the team in his rookie season, and then I think it was his rookie season. Either that or it was either 2017 or 2018. I don't know. He gets cut in his like first couple years, first year or two on the team. Gets picked up by uh, Washington, tears his ACL in training camp, and has yet to play a game ever since. So I mean, hopefully, I'm hopefully he could turn it around. You know, come back healthy this off season. You know, stay out of trouble. Obviously, all those charges did get dropped, but the 49ers didn't want another Alden Smith type situation with him. So I mean, I hope he does turn it around, but. Without George Kittle in that draft class, and maybe Trent Taylor, who's coming back fully healthy this year. Without George Kittle, though, that draft class is a total, total bust. And that's and it's funny because the 49ers were, you know, rewarded with the best draft award uh, from 2019 with Nick, uh, Debo, everyone really. So uh, Drake Greenlaw, literally all of those, all those guys uh, came up and stepped up. So, I mean, you just have to hit on those two first round picks because you're not going to get another second. You're not going to get a second round pick where they would have drafted Debo last year. You know, you're not going to get many, you know, picks. They traded their uh, second round for D Ford uh, last year. So, I mean, they don't have a second. So you just really need to hit on those first two picks. Um, I, in my opinion, I say they go wide receiver or and they go cornerback at 31. That's just my opinion. If they draft Javon Kinlaw at 13, I mean, I get it, but you're not going to get the talent that you could have gone at wide receiver at 13 at 31 because there's no way either Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, or Henry Ruggs, n- there's no way I like n- n- none of those guys are going to slip to 31. That's just my opinion, though. So, I mean, hopefully. Hopefully they draft the guys that I want. I mean, I know there's a lot of different opinions out there, obviously, but that's just my opinion. So basically, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up because I am running out of time. I have about four more minutes of recording left on this thing. So I've already been talking for 30 minutes. So I think that's a good length for the first episode, by the way. But um, I just went over the uh, offseason moves, you know, the season predictions for this next season, whenever it does start. Hopefully it does start on time. I saw that Santa Clara County is not expecting to have any sports until Thanksgiving, if any sports, if Thanksgiving, probably after, which I'm not okay with. But, you know, what can we do about that? And I talked a little about the draft. I know that wasn't really voted on my poll. But uh, once again, if you guys do want to go ahead and, you know, um, give your opinions or, you know, vote on what topics I want to talk about that I end up talking about on the podcast, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's at Condog, at C-O-N-D-A-W-G. I'll, go, I'll probably go ahead and change my ass so it's a little bit easier to find. Um, I will be posting this link on my Twitter. And I'll go ahead and actually be posting that on my Instagram as well, on my story. So if you guys want to go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram, my Instagram at, let me pull it up because I know there's a couple underscores. I think there's about three. Uh, it's going to be all in one word. So it's going to be Connor Morgan, C-O-N-N-O-R-M-O-R-G-A-N, underscore, underscore, underscore. It is a private account, so you will have to request me, uh, but I usually accept everyone. So I'll go ahead and be posting the link on that on my story as well. And once again, on my Twitter. So hopefully you guys did enjoy the first episode um you know if you guys have any you know comments or anything um you know if you guys want to you know say your guys's opinions go ahead and let me know shoot me a, a message on either instagram or you know twitter if you guys already follow me if you guys want to follow me you guys can go ahead and shoot me any you know opinions or anything on that i'd love to hear from anybody that's listening to this uh hopefully we can get some more people on as well i know i have to figure it out uh, because obviously you can't really group up, leave the house. And even if I did group up with somebody, I need to find a 
proper location for that anyway. But um, hopefully you guys did enjoy, you know, my little, you know, intro. Hopefully this could be a more of a, you know, um, more, uh, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? A more uh, consistent thing. Like I can post more uh, regularly. So hopefully you guys did enjoy it. Uh, you guys all stay safe. Hope you guys did have a good Easter yesterday. But you, hopefully you guys um, stay safe. Practice social distancing. Stay in your house. Six feet apart. Uh, wash your hands. You know, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, you guys all take care. And I'll talk to you guys later.